Hi, I am Rabbi Jim Egolf, and I want to thank you for listening to this podcast. This week we're going to talk about Chukat in the Torah portion. And we're going to talk about Chukat and also have a little bit of a conversation about its message and whether or not its message of, shall we say, punishment for Moses for having struck the rock is really fair. And maybe there's a better Haftarah for this particular Torah portion. But we'll get to that in a little bit. I thank you very much for listening, and you can always call me at 610-624-3441, or you can always email me at rav, as in Victor, J-I-M, at aol.com. Shalom. So in the Torah portion for this week, we arrive at Chukat. Chukat is a little troubling, to say the least. In this particular Torah portion, Moses and Aaron find themselves without the aid of Miriam, who has died. And the people are, again, grumbling. And as the people grumble, Moses becomes angry. He becomes desperate. In ancient times, there was supposed to be a mythical well that followed the Israelites from place to place, but this well was associated with Miriam. So with her death, there seems to be a greater urgency with regards to needing water in the middle of the desert. So the story goes that God turns to Moses and says, Speak to the rock, and it shall give you water. However, Moses doesn't do this. Moses takes his staff, and the text tells us, he turns to the people and he says, shall we get water from this rock for you? And he strikes the rock not once, but twice. And water does come out, but at that point, God tells Moses, you will not be allowed to enter into the promised land. When the rabbis are picking a haftarah for this Torah portion, they picked the story of Jephthah from the book of Judges. Probably not familiar with the story, but basically Jephthah has a questionable lineage, and he makes a pledge. He says, God, if you let me win this battle, I'll go out and fight, and if you let me win this battle, I will sacrifice the first thing that appears when I come home. Lo and behold, he comes home, and the first thing that appears is his daughter. And let's just say that the, well, the story doesn't necessarily go so well from that point forward. But when I was thinking about the Haftarah for this Torah portion, it seems that maybe, maybe there's a better Haftarah for this Torah portion than Jephthah. Maybe, just maybe, this story of Jephthah is about saying that there is one answer and then following that answer through to the absurd possibility that Jephthah had. Or perhaps there is a different Haftarah. Now, before I get to this different Haftarah, I want to talk a little bit about that Moses striking the rock. Now, we would think, you know, taking a staff and striking a rock, that might not necessarily be such a, a great thing to do, except... <laughs> Except that this was not the first time that Moses was told to do this. 
We read in the book of Exodus, chapter 17, God speaking, I will be standing there before you on the rock at Horeb. Strike the rock, and water will issue from it, and the people will drink. And Moses did so in the sight of the elders of Israel. The place was named Massah and Meribah, because the Israelites quarreled and because they tried God saying, is God present among us or not? So the idea that Moses would then take the staff and strike the rock didn't have a precedent. However, clearly when God tells you talk to the rock, not strike the rock, God might be telling you to talk to the rock for a reason. But still Moses is kind of stuck with this response, this answer that he has because he knows how to get water out of a rock without his sister around. He's done it before, and this time he's going to do it yet again. So Moses is repeating a response to the need for water. Moses is repeating the same action, even when, even when, different action is prescribed by God. To achieve the goal. Now, you know, there's a kind of a saying that if you if you have a hammer in your hand, everything will appear, appear to be a nail. Well, hammers are really good for nails, but when it comes to screws or circuit boards or other things like that, the hammer is usually what you want when you're very, very upset or angry, and the computer isn't doing what you want it to do. And maybe Moses falls into this as well, yet he's not the first one to do so. And this brings me back to the other possible Haftarah for this week. That Haftarah we will read in a few weeks when we get to the Torah portion, Pinchas. And the Haftarah for that particular week is from Kings and specifically describes the actions of Elijah. Elijah, you know, is this supposed to be this great prophet who shows up at Passover seders and at the birth of children and a couple of other things. But Elijah, as a prophet, had some of the same issues that Moses did. And that issue is that God turns to Elijah after he has had the showdown with the priests of Baal. And God asks Elijah, why are you here? Why are you here in the desert, Elijah? And Elijah gives God this answer. I was moved by zeal for God, the God of hosts, for the Israelites have forsaken your covenant, torn down your altars, and have put your prophets to the sword, I alone am left, and they're out to take my life. And God goes and does all the fire and pyrotechnics, and God asks Elijah the same question, why are you here? And again, Elijah gives the same response. Inasmuch as when Moses was faced without having water, he didn't listen to the instruction 
Rather, he took the staff and he struck the rock. Well, when I was attending a URJ biennial, or back in those days, UAHC biennial, I heard Rabbi Alan Smith, lovably known as Smitty, get up and say, there's a definition of neurosis that basically goes along the lines of, if you keep doing the same thing that you've always done, you'll get better results over the course of time, or you'll get different results over the course of time. And this kind of ties into the whole idea that, you know, even a broken clock with hands is right twice a day. I think that the lesson out of this Torah portion with regards to Moses being told to speak to the rock and Moses choosing other things is that there are certain answers that we have in life about right and wrong, about morals and ethics. And yet at the same time, there are moments when the same question presents itself so quickly, like in the case of Elijah, or we possibly get a different prescription, as in the case of Moses, to the problem. And it is our anger, our zeal, or something else that gets in the way of us being able to listen to what's going on and understand that there may be a different way that could be another answer. So my hope for you this week is to listen to what is around you. And even if you have a staff in your hand, that if the moment calls for you to do something different, that you are able to pause and take a breath and find that different response to the challenge that you face, to the moment that calls you to a different action. And that in doing so, you discover your capacity to change and grow in your response. And in doing so, work to bring a greater amount of shalom, of peace, into this world and into those with whom you interact. I hope you have a wonderful and blessed week. Shalom. Shalom.